draw near with the true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
do. I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory be to God on high. And on earth, peace, good will toward men. We praise you, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Who takes away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Who sits at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy. For you only are holy, you only are the Lord. You only, O Christ, with the Holy Spirit, are most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. Merciful Lord, we beseech thee to cast the bright beams of thy light upon thy church, that it, being instructed by the doctrine of the blessed apostles, may so walk in the light of thy truth, that it may at last, it may at length attend 
to the light of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for the conversion of St. Paul is from the first chapter of Jeremiah. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistles from the ninth chapter of Acts. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Is it hard for you to kick against the goads? So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus, named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house. 
And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, he has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Their sound went forth through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I have chosen you out of the world that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 19th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my namesake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit, of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, 
And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. The hymn is 193. And we'll use stanza 11, which is for the conversion of St. Paul. Verse 17 and 18, And Ananias went his way, entered the house, and laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, 
And he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The name of today's observance is the conversion of St. Paul. So, quite obviously, Saul, as that was his name then, was an unbeliever and he was converted to the true faith. Now, I say quite obviously, though I have heard those who claim that Saul was a Jewish believer and then he was converted to be a Christian believer. But this opinion, however, is false and it does not fit with the facts. Now, I can understand someone not wanting to denigrate God's people of the Old Testament. So, of course, those who held to the Lord God who had called Abraham out of Ur, they were saved. Those who trusted in their God and received the sign of circumcision were indeed the people of God. Those who clung to the prophets and welcomed the coming Savior, like Simeon and Anna in the temple, they were no less God's people than, well, a New Testament believer. But something is different when we come to Saul. Saul did not trust in the coming Savior. Despite his great zeal, which led him to do extraordinary things, that zeal was not based on truth, but on falsehood. Zealous Saul was persecuting Jesus. Saul was threatening and murdering Christians. Like John the Baptist, who condemned the leaders who trusted in their works and rejected the Savior and so also they refused a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Similarly, Saul was all of those. And thus, prior to his conversion, he was not saved. Those who do not have faith in the truth of the God who saves by grace and apart from works cannot be saved. One who claims to hold to the scriptures, like Saul, but speaks of works righteousness, and rejects Jesus, does not really hold to the Scriptures. In the epistle for today, we see that spiritual conversion of St. Paul. And let's examine just how Saul is converted. What we will find is that our gracious God converted Saul in exactly the same way that he converts each and every believer that has been converted, both in the Old Testament as well as in the New. What does God do? He uses law and gospel. Now, granted, not every believer has a bright light and a vision of Jesus, but not every believer has formally been on a quest to murder Christians either. The common element between these is law and gospel. The first thing that God does is show Saul his sin. And his sin is not simply doing something bad, though I guess murdering Christians is pretty bad, but God shows him he has sinned against God himself. Although the bright light surely stopped Saul in his tracks, it would be the words of Jesus that causes the event to be law. It's not yet law when bad things happen. That in and of itself doesn't make it law. It's not yet law when God reveals himself to you. But it is law 
when God says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul learns of his sin. He has to learn of it. He has to learn that he is persecuting the Christians. He is persecuting God. He is persecuting Jesus himself. He was blind for three days. And I tell you, that was a sermon of law. A sermon of law that continued to remind him that he did not know the light of the truth. The fasting which we see of Saul during this time shows us his growing repentance. He doesn't go about things as he normally would. Repentance has been caused by the law. And it lets him know that something needs to change within him. Now, for three days, he is at James' house on Straight Street. We already said that he is uh, uh, blind and uh, he is fasting. But what is God doing? He is using those three days to bring the law to bear upon Saul. And, well, if you're a hard nut to crack, then that's what needs to happen in order to bring him to an acknowledgement of his sins. Now, although God delivers the law, he also determines to bring the gospel, which is the means by which, well, uh, one of the believers, whose name is Ananias, who is in Damascus, he's going to come to Saul. For those who like to think that God converts immediately and simply uh, changes hearts and, and sticks faith in there, this text shows us that in the case of Saul, God works through the word, law, and now we're going to talk about gospel. The law shows sins. The gospel needs to teach and create faith. So God sends Ananias to deliver the gospel to him. Not immediately. Ananias is the means. First of all, what happens? Well, Ananias is prepared prepared by God so that he would go to Saul. He's been studying the word. He's a preacher. He's in Damascus. And then God goes and tells Ananias what's on his mind. Two, God prepares Saul to receive Ananias. Uh, he gives him a vision so he knows that Ananias has been sent by God and that he should be received. And so the Lord, once again, is working through means of a vision. When Ananias shows up there, and again, it takes some preparation by the Lord, uh, Ananias says, are you sure you want me to go to this guy that's killing Christians? But when he gets there, there are various things that needs to happen. The first purpose of his visit is to put his hand on Saul so that he would see, he would gain his sight and the blindness would be taken away. The second purpose is that Saul might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, the reception of the Holy Spirit only comes upon those who have been brought to faith in Christ. Ananias is supposed to bring the gospel to Saul to create that faith. And already you can see with the very first word that he says, Brother Ananias is announcing a gospel message about the work of Jesus. He is declaring that this message needs to be received by faith. 
the result of God's conversion through the gospel message is seen, first of all, in the healing in the eyes. It says that the eyes had something like scales and that they fell away so that the gospel message might be received by faith. Whatever those false teachings were, they are to be removed. They are to be taken away. And I'm sure for three days he had to think about those things. The darkness of unbelief needed to give way to the sight of faith which comes in Christ. And once this has all happened, and finally at the end of this, there is a baptism of Saul. As we talked earlier, this baptism of repentance, it shows that the gospel has been received. It's been delivered by Ananias, and Saul himself has taken it in. All right. So when did Saul come to believe? (laughs) I guess we don't really know. Um... It hadn't happened yet when he was on the road to Damascus because the work of the law had to create repentance. It, may have ha- it must have happened in the preaching of the gospel when Ananias showed up and the absolution and the forgiveness. But we do know that by the time that Saul is baptized that this gospel message has been received and that Saul had now been converted to be a believer. And so we confess on this day that there has been a conversion. We know who has done it. It is our Lord God. We know the means that he has used. He has used law and gospel, and particularly Ananias in the pastoral office. And it has brought this man to believe in Jesus, to confess his sins, to receive the forgiveness, and to receive a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. For that We gather to give thanks because Paul, St. Paul, is used by God mightily, well, in the writing of our New Testament as well as in the uh, 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 taking out of the gospel message and the church of which we are recipients. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Create in me, page 143. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your free spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, O day spring from on high, we give you thanks that you have visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death, that you might guide our feet into the way of peace. We pray you that you would rise in our hearts, prepare us to receive you gladly, to trust firmly in you as our Savior from sin. Grant that by the instruction of St. Paul and the blessed apostles, 
and those who you have ordained to be a preacher of righteousness and a, a messenger of the gospel, that we too may acknowledge our sins and embrace your salvation. Enable us also to bring forth fruits, fruits of repentance. May we despise the vain pomp and garish attractions of the world, crucify our flesh, and steadfastly resist all temptations to evil. Let us not be like reeds shaken with the wind, but ready to suffer reproach, even persecution for your name's sake, and, if need be, to seal with our blood the witness of the truth. May it please you, by the mouth of faithful ministers, to make known that saving health unto all nations. Endue the ministers of your word with wisdom and power from on high, that they may turn many hearts to you. Show us your ways and teach us your paths. And grant us at the appointed hour a blessed departure for the sake of your Son's bitter suffering and death. In his name we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is good and right so to do. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. Because you have mightily governed and protected your holy church, which the blessed apostles and evangelists instructed in your divine and saving truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. 
With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. O Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, who said unto your apostles, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Regard not my sins, but the faith of your church. And grant unto her that peace and unity which is according unto your will. For you live and reign with God now and forever. Amen. I will receive the bread of heaven and call upon the name of the Lord. Lord, I'm not worthy you should come under my roof, but only speak the word and my soul shall be healed. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for me, preserve my body and soul unto everlasting life. Amen. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. 
I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed for me, preserve my body and soul unto life everlasting. Amen. Come. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ, given for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and drink the true blood of Christ shed for you. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for the forgiveness of all of your sins. May this true body and blood strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, into life everlasting. Depart in peace. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. O God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, We thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled to serve you constantly. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. 